22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You know when um, you finish preparing a meal and you feel satisfied with yourself? That's kind of me right now because I just finished making myself a gorgeous salmon salad. But no one's here to witness it, so I guess it doesn't count. So, you know, that kind of sucks. Well, <laughs> welcome to another succulent edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 175. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man whose most succulent dish is his homemade shrimp puffs. And that's no lie. MFG Mike, the finance guy. I can't wait to get him a dictionary so he learns what succulent actually means. Anyhow, <laughs> we belong dead we belong dead night of the living dead nope return of the living dead none of them living dead no living dead famous line from bride of frankenstein did you horror folks out there get that shame wow. on you if you didn't wow bride of frankenstein would have never thought of that i All was right. technically right Te- <laughs> wait with he's dead. not a cannibal or a zombie right <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, our other illustrious host is the man who not only knows what the word succulent means, his succulent dish is the dish that he used to get my shrimp puffs. RT Square off the tech. So the other day, as I was base jumping off of the top of Mount Everest, and I soared through the sky, I looked down, and a thought occurred to me. Um... It's shocking that cats, widely considered to be some of the biggest assholes out there, willingly use a litter tray rather than going anywhere that they want. Hmm. <laughs> I guess they're not yeah, such polite assholes. Polite poopers. Polite, <laughs> poopers. polite nice. poopers. Wow. That's quite the way to put it. <laughs> yeah. They are I'll, polite I'll poopers. Except for the yeah. actual asshole ones that don't want to use the litter box. Those are assholes. Those well, are assholes. That I, they've and I, got I, I reasons. Yeah, they, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they get, they're get old. They're fucking mischievous, whatever. But <laughs> enough about cats and pussy. Let's move on to um, what we're going to do today. So today, we're going to give sci-fi and comic book stuff a rest, and we're going to lean in toward the detective and mystery side of nerddom as we review the Netflix movie, Enola Holmes. But first... Picture this. When MFG does quick news, it's him typing on an old school typewriter with his glasses halfway down his nose as he has Murder, She Wrote reruns playing in the background. Okay, now don't let that visual deter you. Listening to him is still going to be valuable. Just give him shit about being a little old fucking lady afterwards. But in the meantime, here's his quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. And Ralph and Cat. There's no shame. And it used to be Murder, She Wrote. Now it's uh, Midsummer Murders. Because I'm classy. Midsummer (laughs) Murders. Now I'm classy. Alrighty. When it comes to the top grossing superhero film of 2020, guess who takes the gold ring? Who? Sonic. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog ended Marvel's 10-year box office dominance. But that victory lap comes with a huge asterisk. This is the first year since 2008 that Marvel has not taking top superhero dollars, mainly because this is the first year since 2008 that Marvel did not release a film. Right. Uh, the, yeah. So the last non-Marvel superhero film with the highest box office gross was... Anybody? 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 Avatar? Nope. Uh, a superhero film. Oh. Uh, that's not a superhero uh, film? No. Warner Brothers, The Dark Knight. Oh, wow. That was my yeah. next choice. That was 2008. That was it. <laughs> Ever since 2009, Marvel has dominated um, the box office with their films. Uh, with their superhero films. Wow. That, it's funny because 2020 is just that the whole year's an asterisk. Yeah, the it really is. An asterisk. Yeah, it and, really is. And not for nothing, Sonic wasn't that. I mean, we've talked, we reviewed it here. I mean, obviously, you can check in the archives and find out what we thought about it. But, um, which you should. But I'll say this that film, like, like, we, like Mike just kind of said it, like, I mean, obviously, it's a surprise because, like, really, Sonic was the highest grossing movie, but it wasn't. As bad as people thought it was going to be. It wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad either. I, I so. was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But interesting that Marvel once again loses its reign, but they'll probably run another 12 years. Oh, my God, yeah. When the pandemic's <laughs> over. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably make a billion dollars the opening week of any of their movies in 2021. <laughs> Pretty much. What else you got? The, the trailer will probably make 100 mil. Um, Shit. Right, you ain't kidding. Uh, an annual tradition delayed a week because of guys playing with their balls. Oh. Yeah, this happens. Thanks to the MLB, the Simpsons' much-beloved Treehouse of Horror will be delayed until early November. This okay. will be, yeah, uh, this will be the first horror special from the, I'm sorry, this will be the 31st horror special from the longest-running animated dysfunctional family on TV. The delay is due to the uh, MLB National League Championship Series going into a seventh game. Other animated shows on Fox's Sunday night block, like uh, Bob's Burgers and Family Guy, also had new episodes postponed because of this issue. That's happened before. I, I, I mean, I don't feel that bad about that. I, I do. Fuck that. <laughs> it's baseball. Baseball comes once a year. You get. You, I mean, The Simpsons. It's happened four other times where they had their Treehouse of Horror move to November. So I'm not. I'm not crying any, anything. And how long has The Simpsons been around for? Uh, this is, I think, year thirty-one for them. Yeah. And when, when did it stop being interesting? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love The Simpsons. I mean, it's better than Family Guy. Oh, that, wow! Watch, watch, watch your words, that. Mike. Hold you, on, you're hold causing on. problems. It stopped, it stopped being interesting eight years ago. Hold on. Remember a time where that statement would have been blasphemous? Yes, <laughs> I do. It was more than eight years ago. <laughs> and I'll say this before Mike moves on to his next piece of news: Bob's Burger is sneakily funny. Oh yeah, no, that's a funny show. It's you know, sneak. It's one of those shows you're like, really? And then you watch, you're like, oh my god, this shit is fucking hilarious. You yeah. know what else is sneakily funny? What? Uh, American Dad. Oh, I love American Dad. I yeah. love that thing Agreed. from season one. Yeah, yeah, that show stayed. I mean, it has it like anything. You always have your ups and downs, but it stayed fresh for me. Still, it hasn't gone down for me yet. Right. It sucks that they just have it on TBS, you know. Right. Yeah. But I think they had to do that because to, to, to avoid saturation. Yeah, it was also, I forget, there was some kind of a bidding for I forget what happened and why it right. got moved. There is, it's a slightly interesting story, but I don't remember it now. <laughs> it's slightly interesting, but I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, last but not least, right. knock on wood, the green might get to grow again. The CW's airing of the mistakenly short-lived DC Universe series Swamp Thing has audiences proving the show should go on. After 1.1 million viewers showed up for the network's premiere of the creepy Cajun story, the CW could be convinced to allow the series to grow into a second season. Bringing the show into the ever-changing Arrowverse could be a shot in the arm for the network, which is losing Supergirl and has a change in Batwomen. Uh, adding, Super, uh, excuse me, adding Swamp Thing to the roster is an easy crossover with John Constantine from Legends of Tomorrow, creating immediate dynamic to both series. Of course, all of this would depend on how well the series performs on the weeks ahead. I was thinking that the minute that I saw it premiering on CW, I was like, this might be a chance for them to get a second shot. I hope so. Where they're, yeah. So they're re-airing all the episodes for the first season? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because they, just have, they have no shows, so they're trying to put something on. And they figure also, like, a lot of people didn't get a chance to see it because not everyone, you know, has access to, you know, yeah. To so, the now defunct HP. DC Universe app. <laughs> <laughs> the now defunct, oh my goodness, wow. It's just so sad. So wait, Mike, that's all the quick news? That's what keeps it quick. That's what keeps it quick. All right, we didn't uh, mull too much over on things. Ralphie, quick news, you got any? Yeah, uh, this one is what? specifically for Mike. October hey, 16th. Hey, what's up there, Ralph? Yes? Was the premiere date of Marvel's Hellstrom on Hulu. Just in case you didn't hear about that. October 16th? Yeah. Damn them. <laughs> Damn them for sneaking this in on me. Still stuck it in on all of us. I know. And, 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 uh, watching. and for you uh, fans of Animaniacs, Mike mentioned this before, but the premiere date was also approaching soon for, for Animaniacs on Hulu. Oh my god, I can't wait for that. Well, the, the trailer felt like old Animaniacs, mean, not the trailer, but like the little commercial type thing they had for it. Yeah. It felt like old Animaniacs. I mean, that's the thing about when you want these things to come back. I mean, they very often, they come back and you're like, oh no, that's not what I was looking for. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so, so 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 you felt like the the commercial definitely felt like them just coming right back. With That's what it felt like. So yeah, I'm hoping the rest of the series like that. Pinky and now, the Brain are coming back, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Now, which which commercial are you talking about? You talking about the one with the Jurassic Park um thing? Or yes. No? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 It definitely felt that way. Absolutely. It's All right. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm that for everybody. I which can't one? wait oh, for it. November I 15. can't wait. 
All right. You, you know why it makes it special? What's that? It's one day before Mike's birthday. Which is always special. Yeah. Like Olympics? Well, the, the day Kinda. the day before Mike's birthday is like, uh, is is the day before the purge, because on on Mike's birthday, <laughs> Mike just goes wild, <laughs> wild. Yeah, yeah. New York is usually on a lockdown during that day. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, shit, shit ain't changing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. All right, enough to talk about birthdays and Animaniacs and Swamp Thing. Let's get to why we're here. Let's talk about the Netflix show that Mike and Ralph had to convince me to watch because I was like, I don't want to fucking watch this. But let's see what, what we ended up coming up with. Let's talk about Netflix, the Netflix movie, Anola Holmes. And with the synopsis, is the guy whose birthday is the day before the peaceful day of the purge. I don't know how Ralph put it. MFG Mike the finance guy. Fuck it. Uh, Enola Holmes is a Netflix mystery film based on the series of Enola Holmes books by Nancy Springer. The film was originally planned for theatrical release by Warner Brothers, but due to the theater restrictions caused by, you know what, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the distribution rights were sold to Netflix. The movie was directed by Harry Bradbeer from a screenplay by Jack Thorne. This particular adventure is based on the novel The Enola Holmes Mysteries, The Case of the Missing Marquess. Enola Holmes has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 90%, but an audience rating of 71%, with wow. a Metacritic score of 68 out of 100 and an audience of 55 out of 100. Oh, they're always the haters. <laughs> they, they, they got their reason sometimes. Uh, synopsis. A girl that can do stranger things. A dickish misogynist. And a block of wood wastes lots of time in basically not looking for a missing family member. In this tale of White Mulan visits London, 16-year-old Enola Holmes, the totally made-up homeschool sister that the Holmes brothers never had, is in search of their missing mother. Perhaps it is customary for wealthy parents to ditch their teenage offspring in Victorian England, but since the custom is never mentioned, all we can assume is that everybody hates Enola, including her mom. And with, <laughs> and with a handful of money, a penchant for being an ass, and a fetish for wearing boys' clothing, the homes with the hymen sent search for Mommy Dearest, but stumbles into a murderous plot instead. In a story whose lead character is typically male, Enola, Enola Holmes' main antagonist is the time period and society in which she was born and raised. The story is sprinkled with attempts at female empowerment, but fails more often than it succeeds. It's a YA adventure for the very why that will leave Sherlock Holmes fans spirited, mystery fans anemic, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle spinning like a grave, like a Boston market rotisserie chicken. But yet, Damn. still, but still, there's fun. <laughs> okay. And you on a positive note. All right, starring right. Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes, Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes, Sam Claflin as Mycroft Holmes, Helena Bottom Collar, or Helena Bottom Collar, as she would say, as Eudoria Holmes, uh, Louis Partridge as the Viscount Tweaksbury, Marquess of Basilworth. Uh, oh, sorry, Basil Weather. Byrne Gorman as Lynn Thorne, Adil Akhtar as Lestrade, Susie Wokoma as Edith, Francis de la Tour as the Dowager, that's Tewksbury's grandmother, Hattie Morahan as Lady Tewksbury, uh, David Bamber as Sir Wimbrell Tewksbury, and Fiona Shaw as Miss Harrison. All right, thank you very much, Mike. So let's get into it, Anola Holmes. But before we get into anything, Let's press that spoiler button that we paid so much money for with a great accent. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I wonder if he would get pissed off if I told him to say, elementary, my dear Watson. I would, I would wonder if he'd get pissed off at me. But who am I talking <laughs> about being pissed off at me? Steve Francis of Stush Productions, who provided... That, war that spoiler warning. The stush is afoot. <laughs> them bangers and mash from stush. You got some there, bud, governor. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow, that was two interesting ones. All right, so let's talk about it. And Nola Holmes, I was kind of a little skeptical when, when this was on the roster for things we were going to review. Not, and nothing against, you know, Sherlock Holmes. I, I always like a good... If Sherlock Holmes is written well for a movie adaption or whatever, I'm always, you know, going to enjoy it. But especially because I'm like, okay, this sister was somebody that didn't exist. And now you're adding her into this, you know, um, this bunch of characters. Um, let me ask you this. You know, 
let me ask this question before I get into um no fuck it. Let me ask Are you gonna ask any question? Any question at all? Shut up, shut up. I'll say the question later on what I was gonna ask now. Let me start off with what do we like about this? How do we feel about um Enola Holmes? <laughs> the character of the movie. Um, I thought the, oh, wow. I thought the movie, the movie was, I mean, it's it's fun. Like I said, it is definitely a YA young adult um, adventure, which they really should kind of stress that. Because <laughs> Sherlock Holmes fans like myself are like, this is not Sherlock Holmes. Um, but it was, it was very bubbly um, in certain ways. It was fresh. It was fun. Um, it's because usually even fun Sherlock Holmes has a heavier tilt to it because it's, you know, it's a mystery. It's a, usually some crime that's a grave or some, you know, murder. It's usually, a, usually a murder. Happen. Well, a murder is generally going to happen no matter if it's just a simple robbery. But, you know, something along that line happens. Um, this one was a lot lighter and it was refreshing in that sense. You know, um, and like I said, the, and the movie and it did move along. I will definitely give it that. OK, well, I, what do we like about it? I... This is going to shock you. Are you ready? Oh. You should sit I'm down. I'm ready to be claws. shocked. Sit down. Six right? claws. I've already taken my socks off because I don't want them to get knocked all around. That's good. <laughs> I quite enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun as well. My wow. socks just put themselves back on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I just, I looked at it and I watched it and it was, it was very fun to me. I enjoyed the the progression, and I just thought Millie Bobby Brown did uh, a great job, you know, playing Anola Holmes, and it, it did at times. Like, I mean, the the thing that I liked the most about it was um, I didn't automatically know uh, who like the the person in the end was, who the villain was at the very okay. end. It took me a little bit of time. I kept guessing wrong, and I'm like, huh. When I got to the very end, I'm like, wow, that's who it was. Okay. I like it. Oh, right. I like it. Um, I'm, taking, I'm taking away your pipe and hat for that. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I I turned them in, and they're like, we never gave this to you. Why the fuck are you giving this to us? <laughs> You're not <laughs> under arrest. Something back we never gave you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not under arrest. Um, All right. So, but, uh, yeah, like the, I, I know Mike is going to look at me funny, but I really thought Henry Cavill really, you know, Showed his ooh, range here. Ooh, I <laughs> his range. His he, range. <laughs> he was phenomenal. Whoa. He whoa, portrayed whoa, okay. with one word, he portrayed every emotion on the spectrum. Yeah, just not any good ones. <laughs> if, if he had four places to put a pot, he wouldn't be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me say this before we get into Henry Cavill. Um, I found the movie was very interesting in how they decided to, like Mike said, it's very, it's made for a young audience. It's got a hip tone, the way, you know, they kind of bounce back and forth, you know, and her breaking the fourth wall and talking to the mm -hmm. audience and, yeah. you know, and the humorous kind of like little quips on her, her talking about her reality and how she did things. I did like that. I can't lie. I did like it. You know, it made it more fun and digestible, um, especially because you're talking about a younger character. So I was okay mm -hmm. with that. Let's talk about Henry Cavill for a second, because that was the question I was going to throw out. Before I ask you, well, what did you think? I was willing to say, did Henry Cavill pull you out of feeling like he was Sherlock Holmes? I know it did for me. It felt like, what is Superman doing trying to talk like Sherlock Holmes? And he wasn't bad. He wasn't horrible. He just didn't feel like Sherlock Holmes. Well, I mean, the thing is, he is English, so his accent is his accent. That's, that's not right, the that's problem. No, of course. Um, it's, he's, I, look, I don't know the guy. Um at least he makes me say that legally. Um, but I, I don't know the guy. And, it, and and not being able to be Sherlock Holmes doesn't mean that you're not smart or anything like that. But he does not come across as a guy that can be somebody that's supposedly that kind of smart. We're not talking about could he be a college professor with no range of emotion? Or could he be, you know, um, a computer operator with no range of emotion? Um you know, he can't be Sherlock Holmes. It's just there's a, a certain type of arrogance, swagger, and just generally it's it, it's all about the attitude. Uh, it's borderline he, pomp and pompousness, yeah. but it's kind of like, you know, like a very secure. And it's often not even borderline. It's actually just it's like all the way over it um, with a range of emotion. Um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> he doesn't have it. Well, actually. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I walk Ooh. into that shit like a fucking person walking into a door at night. 
How's it going, Holy guys? Shit. I, but if you were Henry Cavill, we wouldn't notice the difference on your face. <laughs> if I was Henry Cavill, it'd be a door banging into a door. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's so nice to be on the show. Glad you guys always ask me to come back to explain things for you. So, <laughs> wait, which one of us has asked you to come back? <laughs> well, Ralph the Tech, obviously. <laughs> ah, ah, there you go. <laughs> so, in the uh, uh, actually, in the later novels of Sherlock Holmes, uh, Sherlock is actually less arrogant and a little bit more more warm and inviting. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote him that way to show that you know he's not just some dick that knows every, everything. He actually has a heart and is able to right. relate to people. So that's why this, yeah, that's great. This version of Sherlock Holmes is more to that one, which is actually why um, the estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle tried to sue Netflix um, because really, of yeah. So the, the later works of, of of Sherlock Holmes aren't in the public domain yet. So, oh wow! So they were trying to sue Netflix because of this. They're like, "Oh, you never asked us for the permission to use this version of Sherlock Holmes." Yeah, and also some of the qualities that they gave Enola Holmes uh, are also um, part of what they've given Sherlock. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but even with that warmer self, we we didn't question Sherlock's home, Sherlock Holmes being a little bit warmer character. We were questioning the actor's ability to portray any character. Well, <laughs> he did it. So this has been. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. You know, just because Ralph explains it all doesn't mean he's right. Because he, because not for nothing, Cavill did not do it. You know, oh no, I'm also his face barely thing. moved at any point. I just kept watching it. I'm like, wow, you, your face just doesn't move at all. Is it in- <laughs> I'm gonna use something that Mike said about another actor playing another character to to explain how I feel. Heath Ledger, great portrayal in The Dark Knight. He was not the Joker. Henry Cavill, he wasn't bad in this. He just wasn't Sherlock Holmes. Well, listen, the contract that we signed with Ralph Explains It All says that he's always right. So he's always right. As long as the contract says that, that's great. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) We don't got to agree to that shit. (laughs) But yeah, like, I I mean, granted, he wasn't a strong presence, so that didn't bother me. But it was just like, you couldn't make me believe that you found a menu item on a menu. <laughs> it was just one of those things. I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't believe you. Sir. You know who was really good, actually? I, yeah. I'm always a fan of um, Helena. Oh, man. What, what's Helena Bonham Carter? Oh, She's I always fantastic. Her. She's a great actress. Love her. Between her and actually the guy who played Mycroft was actually pretty good. Too. Oh, he was such an ass. Like, he was wonderful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was just, he did a great, I hated his character. Because that's also, Mycroft is never that much of an ass. I mean, he was, I was just gonna ask you about pull that. out ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, like, come on, man. Mycroft would be the one who has a little bit more heart than Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, granted, you know, they are from a time period. Which actually, this um, the thing is that a lot of the uh, the comments about the the movie um, were that like how um, Edith, the, the the black woman that was just a teacher and the tea shop owner, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know how you know she puts Sherlock in his place, you know, um, because like how she mentions. Uh, that he, you know, because Sherlock never ever involves himself in politics. It's just what he, that's the character's written that way. Um, uh, because he does find it really boring and whatnot. And she's just like, well, it's not that you find it boring. It's because, you know, this world and how women are treated suits, you know, it suits you. You fit into it because, you know, it doesn't hinder you. And it's like, well, I get the point they're trying to make for the movie, but for the character they chose to make it against, it was absolutely wrong. Sherlock Holmes is not a massage. Sherlock Holmes doesn't give a damn. Like, in other words, if the world was all dominated by women, Sherlock Holmes only cares about solving the mystery. Mm-hmm. He's not, he doesn't think about your feelings. <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't care if you're a man or a woman, he's going to talk down to you. He doesn't, talk, he doesn't especially talk down to women. You know, like, so she, in this case for the movie, the character and the writer were wrong. Sherlock doesn't, he, if he, he benefits from the time, but that's purely coincidental. If the time was against him, he would still be Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. You know, he would not be a different character. And that is one thing that's really great when you watch Sherlock Holmes portrayed um, across the media, even in modern times. He's still that same arrogant asshole that doesn't give a shit about anybody's feelings because okay. he's only there to solve a crime. So that I definitely felt it was one of the, one of the times again where, yeah, you're trying to be this feminist empowerment thing, but it's like, well, you picked the wrong character for that. Yeah. There's a couple of things that 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 um. I was thinking about feminist empowerment or, you know, female empowerment or whatever um, about this movie. Like, number one, how do we feel about um, Enola, 
you know, being independent. And then when she meets um, Tewksbury, did you feel like they handled that relationship well in the movie? Or did you feel like she could have been a little bit more like live action Mulan? You know what that, that scene reminded me of? Do you remember which scene? Which scene? When she oh, you like that scene? Which scene? Uh, when she meets Tewksbury, and then afterwards, right. and she's like, "Why am I, you know, finding myself concerned for his well-being?" Type of uh, right. that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. It, it, do you remember in was it? I think it was Kickass Two when uh, when Hit Girl. Oh, God, I can answer that right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> when uh. We're, Bless, blessedly, no. <laughs> I wish I didn't see this movie, but you know. All right, all right. Your point, Ralph. Everyone Come on. knows my feelings on Kickass. Yeah, and zombies. Yes, we get. When it. Hit Girls with the other girls and they're like watching like the the boy band and she's like starting to get feelings. Right. Things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I have no problem with uh, Enola Holmes having you know, feelings. Having feelings. I mean, you know, um, I didn't like the fact that again they were trying to make her this independent woman but it's and not saying that independent doesn't mean you can't find love but she then became defined by this man it's what it's what they tried to do and for the most part did it in the first not the first but the latest wonder woman film uh with gal gadot Mm -hmm. they tried to make it clear that she's leaving with steve trevor not because of steve trevor you know um whereas in old homes it was like her motivations were purely about you know the fact that she, you know, she had a man helping define her character, and I, and I was like, well, you kind of ruined that part a bit. But yeah, nonetheless, I thought their relationship was touching for the story, though. I mean, I liked it otherwise. Yeah. And I think I, I think I was torn with that because there were parts where I enjoyed their chemistry and how they worked off each other, but I felt like I'm looking for my mom. Oh, I got detoured by a boy, who's yeah. helping. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a, a lot of so, it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I, Oh no, yeah. It's I mean a lot of it is just that like I didn't mean to be cut off. I apologize. Yeah, a, a lot of it is uh, what I, I didn't like with the film. Um, film was it's just like you are looking for your mom, right? <laughs> like, and it's not just her, yeah. but even everybody. Like, like that's why I even put it in the synopsis. I'm like, look, maybe it was common for wealthy people to just disappear from sixteen year old kids, and I don't. Th- I mean, especially not the wealthy people. It wasn't. I mean, they may have sent them away to boarding school, but they didn't just go away. And then in Eudoria's case, especially, it wasn't like, hey, I'm leaving this house. Everything is now in your name. She's living in Mycroft's house, even <laughs> though she's their mother. She's living in Mycroft's house. He's the one supplying money. She disappears. There's now nothing that's telling Mycroft <laughs> that Eudoria's gone. You know, and she left some money, a handful. I mean, Grant, even if it was big bills, it's still, it's a handful of money. I'm like, that's all you left your daughter to survive on? What the fuck? That's, that's all you hid away, expecting yeah, your daughter to find yeah. her. Right. And that's the thing, too. And you also expected her to find her. I'm like, sure, she's a smart woman. But, you know, like, in other words, I shouldn't be thinking that I'm going to be looking for clues to find my mother and the clues would be in the house. Like, you wouldn't be thinking that, you know, which is also some of my problems with the plotting. Um, and again, I've never read the book, so I don't know if it's true to the book. But, like, I... Again, for young adults, I, I guess. I mean, I'm not a young adult. I mean, I'm extremely young, 26, 27, as of we all know. Of course you are. But uh, <laughs> as we all know, but young adults, three I don't... carry the one. <laughs> um, I just don't know if, even for young adults, if if the mystery and the problem solving was up to the par of even young adults. It was just, I'm like, well, we see her, excuse me, solve one. I mean, if you want to call it a cypher i mean it was just backwards i mean literally the moment i saw the cypher i just started reading it backwards like like the moment i saw it i'm like oh <laughs> enola look in the chrysanthemums i'm like i saw it immediately so it wasn't but she needed she didn't write it down she needed scrabble tiles to decipher this but yet managed to decipher something else without that <laughs> you know later on and i'm like well i don't understand right. how that works and then the, the weirdest cipher I thought was not that she had a key to unlock her mother's, well, what she thought was her mother's cipher in the newspaper to her. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. She has that wheel that's a key, and that, that makes sense. The weirdest part is it's evidently a cipher that she and her mother have made up and agreed on, but somehow Sherlock knew. 
<laughs> I was like, how could he possibly know what the cipher was? He would need the key in order to decode to create the message. <laughs> you know? Because right. he's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but he's also Henry Cavill. <laughs> 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 and it was at no point. It would have been hard enough to believe that from, from like Andy Sherlock Holmes. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm like, first of all, Henry, challenge, spell chrysanthemum. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next, find one in a room. <laughs> you know? Oh my god! But, uh, no, but I mean, so that was like a little detract. I thought the the mystery elements uh, weren't very mystery elements, uh, especially for something that uses the name Holmes. You know, in its. I title. was gonna. I was gonna say, and and not, and usually I might excuse this to um, me being tired or watching the film, and I'm kind of not in the right mindset, especially when I watch a mystery. Like I'm not like sometimes. I won't catch on to things as fast or as, you know, versus when I'm wide awake or caffeinated. I just felt like, like the, the mysteries were kind of muddled. It didn't, you know, it, it wasn't very clean. I don't know. I, that was just me. I mean, and I know you guys watch more mysteries than I do. So I was wondering if that came off the same way to you. Um, like when you listen to the, rid- like, for example, and for my video game heads, shout out to my video game heads. When you listen to, when you watch, um, oh, um, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. And the Riddler gives you like a mystery to kind of solve, or whatever, whatever. That feels more, you know, like straight, straight on. This just felt like it was trying to be too clever, but it was all foggy. That that, that was my take. Um, I I kind of I want to disagree with you on that, but not okay. not completely. It was a little bit um, because they they try to throw you off on on the trail. For to find out who is actually trying to kill uh, the Dukesbury, Dukesbury, mm-hmm. Dukesbury, Dukesbury, Dukesbury. So they they try to throw you off to think on thinking who is actually trying to kill Dukesbury. Because when you really think about it, Alola was wrong for most of it. Right. It, it wasn't until she was actually threatening her life was being threatened that she actually figured out who it was. Right. Um. So that's that's what makes it a little bit more interesting because you're also as you're going along this ride with her, you're obviously developing your own ideas on who you think is actually trying to kill him, and mm-hmm. to find out that even the main character was wrong was a little bit refreshing, and just just because I was wrong too, I was like, holy shit, I was not expecting that. It, it made the mystery even better for me. Okay, all right. Um, a, I knew who did it. Um, <laughs> of course you did, you fucking geek. I knew you knew. Next time, it, it, it wasn't. Next time, I'm gonna have you write it down before. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't right away. It wasn't one of those mysteries where I'm like, I knew who it was from the literal beginning. Um, it just took me a little bit, and I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't until um, she was talking to the character in the woods, and they were walking around. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's about uh keeping the establishment the way it is that you know that and that's when it hit me and that's um, when it hit you gotcha yeah um but so it was about a little bit past midway yeah um for me like i said i i didn't find the mystery too much of a mystery and not just that part of it i like i said i just felt that the what you would call clues weren't really that interesting um the fact that they tried to throw at the end like you know when sherlock goes to let lestrade know like hey this is the killer not so-and-so and he's like yeah you know your sister already figured that one out and told us and he smiles and walks away and i'm like and you know, and that, and again, some of the reviews that you read, they're like, you know, they were, and of course, a lot of it's just clickbait. But they're like, you know, is the in old homes? She's actually smarter than Sherlock. It's like mm. she had information he didn't have. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so that's that's not like it's not like Sherlock and her were given a set of clues, and he was just like, I have no idea. You know, she had like she was there for the mother's conversation about the three words that turned out to be anagrams. Right. <laughs> you know, like he has no way of knowing any of those and would have no reason to know them, you know. So, of course, she has an upper hand in doing these things. And not that that's a fault of anything, but it's just I didn't like the fact that within the movie itself and let alone within press and stuff like that. But they're, you're trying to be like, oh, here's a br- brand new character. We're trying to make it modern. It's a girl. Oh, and she's probably smarter than Sherlock. Why? He's established. He's the smartest detective. And you want to leave him at the smartest male detective? That's great. She can be the smartest female detective. Yeah. They don't need to compare like, like it's it's to me you belittle your character in trying to do that one-upsmanship because it's it just you're talking about a character that's been around for over a hundred years. Just leave him alone. There's no let me there's, hold on. There's no real way you can even compare the two because just even within that time frame, Sherlock Holmes is an established detective that has been doing this for years before yeah. she was even and, born. 
Yeah, and and not even just that. Also, the fact that it's it's Sherlock. It's this is the perfect exa- analogy for me. He's Batman. She's any Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't mean that like to be cruel to the Robins, except for the ones that you know I hate. Um, is that? But what, <laughs> Shout what, out what, Damian Wayne. Yeah, exactly. But you know what I'm saying is, what's the difference between Batman and all the Robins? Batman suffered the tragedy, whatever, but he voluntarily went out and sought the masters of all the things he's good at, mm-hmm. the masters of all of them. All the Robins were trained by him of information he thought was relevant. Yeah. They're gotcha. not going to ever be able to surpass him, ever. I mean, right. until he becomes frail and they can just beat up on him, they will never surpass him in expertise because he's been trained in it. They're just learning from secondhand knowledge. And that's my thing with Enola Holmes. It's like, sure, she can be smart, but she's, I mean, the fact that she doesn't know the world, she doesn't even know people. Sherlock Holmes can just look at someone and be like, oh, yeah, he was in the war because of this limp, that, that, da, 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 his hand movement. Yep. <laughs> it would be impossible for her to do that. It would be unbelievable for her to do that, right. you know, based <clears throat> on the fact that she's lived 16 years in a house with just her and her mother and, and some servants, you know. Let me let me throw this out there. Do you think that this movie suffered from having Sherlock Holmes even in the movie? Yes, I do believe it did. Again, haven't read the books, and yes, both Mycroft and Holmes in the books. From what I've I've read, the description of the books, it sounds like they're both assholes in the books. Like it, it seems like both of them are trying to put her in school. Like it's not like here where you see the soft side of Sherlock and that. I think in the books, it's pretty much they're both after her so she's kind of always avoiding them and trying to solve whatever mystery she's solving that's at least what i've gathered from a quick read about the book okay um Um, but i do feel at least visually it 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 did not serve them justice to have sherlock holmes in there okay ralphie um i know you love yourself and henry cavill but put that that bias aside do you think this movie suffered from having sherlock holmes in it um no i i kind of feel that without him in the movie it wouldn't really give her uh, a reason because to, to like with Mycroft, you had the opposition and then with Sherlock, you had sort of a, a, the competition because she was trying to, even though she didn't uh, realize at the beginning, she was trying to solve the same mystery that he wasn't trying to solve, but because of her actions um, forces him to try to solve his hand, try to solve it. Well, okay. See, I, yeah, see, I think it would have worked better. Again, can't speak for the books, but for the movie, if they had Mycroft there, being the way he was, still an ass, whatever, if they want to leave him at that, and Sherlock communicating to her by whatever means, but not physically being there, and not all the time, because obviously they also don't have email, but like, <laughs> like for her to get like a weird clue in the newspaper, or something like that, or you know, whatever, um, like you know, just something and. Just it doesn't have to be telling her what to do, but just like you know, congratulations on this or something. Just something where he wasn't physically there, but he was present so, somehow. So, I think would have worked better. Sort of like, uh, do you remember the old Carmen San Diego uh, game show, TV show that they had for a while? Kinda. At, at the very end, there's a note from Carmen where he's like, "Hey, player, you almost caught me, but good luck next time." Carmen okay. San Diego, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I mean, something like that. You know, or even like if she, like if depending on how they had structured the the movie, for instance, like if she had something, something more minor to resolve, like if he had just been like something like you know great solving on such and such and so and so, and then mentioned something in passing, which for him is actual intentional, but like triggers something else for her to realize, holy shit, this isn't over, like you know for then for her to tri- you know it's it's kind of like he's fed her a little, but not enough that that it still makes her weak, right. You know? I think that would help. That's kind of stuck in my head a lot because I really was like, okay, well, if you have, you know, Sherlock in the beginning, I was okay with the beginning, you know, even though he's they're trying to show him as a softer brother, the more compassionate brother, or whatever, whatever. Um, but when he came up again and again and again, I'm like, is this a movie about Enola Holmes or, or what the fuck? So, right. I mean, it, I wouldn't say it annoyed me, but it was something that I was like, just go away, just, just yeah. let her have her own adventure. Mm-hmm. Between that and between the fact that, and maybe this is just me looking too much into this being like a a, a, a woman empowerment movie. God damn, Tooseberry, stop helping. Stop letting Tooseberry like like do shit. Well, yeah, I mean that, that that was the thing too. I mean, and again, you could also claim like, well, you know, it's not all women. It's showing that the men and women can work together, and it's like that's wonderful. But 
I guess at the end of the day, watching this film, and again, and I keep stressing this so that like those who've read the books don't get all up in my face about it. Um, I have not read these books, so I, I can't speak about the books and how they're written and how they're put together. But right. as a film, to me, this could have been Enola blank last name. Mm-hmm. And it would have worked way better. The fact that you've made her homes, you know, the, the fact that, I mean, not the movie didn't do it, it's from the books, but the fact that you went out of your way to relate her to the homes uh, and then didn't give me that weird Holmes vibe didn't work for me. So like she could have just been Enola, give a last name. And I would have been actually way more on board with this character and the movie because it would just been like, cool, this is just a brand new character that's not associated to any other character I know of because she's just an independent character that has a backstory not related to a franchise, you know, well-documented character. And I think that would have served a lot better and I would have actually found the movie even more pleasing that way. So okay. what, what if they had named her Anola Semlom? Semlo. Uh that, that I guess that would have been hard for everyone to say. Yeah. Now if they had <laughs> named her Anola An- Colombo, I would have been just as pissed. Anola <laughs> <laughs> Monk Anola Monk would have pissed me. <laughs> I got one question, one question. Just you know Just you one know. more thing. Why is that girl smoking a cigar? <laughs> <laughs> Why is her eye like that? <laughs> oh my god, leave the man alone, he's dead. <laughs> he's laughing along with us. It's all right. Oh, he probably yes. would have been. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um let me ask you this, because you guys talked about, you know, Ralph didn't figure out the 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 killer until, you know, close to the end. Mikey didn't figure it out until you know, credits like, up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still figuring out who it is because no, nah, I'm kidding. Um, but um, were you satisfied with the motivation of the killer and of oh. the person? Oh God, yeah, English, especially the old time people. Yeah. Oh no, they did not want change at all. <laughs> you know, like my my mother was oppressed. My grandmother was oppressed. My great grandmother was oppressed, and I'm oppressed to this day. I don't want anybody <laughs> else to have freedom. What's wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> stiff upper lip and all that. No, I mean they. You know, it, change was definitely hard for I think England and stuff like. Even though they changed before us, but then again, they've been around longer than us. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they accepted like, you know, a lot of more cultures in their society faster than we did. Um, but, you know, they had time to realize, wow, that was really stupid of us. Um, and look at us, we're still, we're still realizing that. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, no, no, um, I, I definitely got, that's why, that's why I said when, I, when she's talking in the forest and, you know, she's trying to say like, you know, this land, we're here to protect, not only the land, we're here to protect England mm-hmm. right. protected from change basically and that's when it was like oh yeah okay right. <laughs> now I understand now what's going I see on. it now right yeah. And, yeah and and who's behind it also there's the other thing too there's a lot of the thing with murder mysteries uh, a secret thing is it, it and it works there's both sides who gets a lot of screen time who almost gets no screen time yeah the uncle yeah so sometimes I'm thinking like especially if I have trouble thinking of who it is I'm like okay who have I not heard from but had like some important information that's a good chance that's that killer. And then also who's around a lot, but seems to be innocuous, but just seems to be around a lot. And, and right. also I'm not seeing other people. So I'm like, oh, that's a good chance. They're also going to be the killer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I would love to see a, that, a mystery in which it keeps you guessing to the very end. And then the person who actually did it, you never see them at all in the movie. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be annoying. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Just show. Well, no, you get like, it comes close to Agatha Christie movies. I mean, I love Agatha. I mean, you can't be a mystery person and not like Agatha Christie, but like she's that kind of person that's like literally, literally the, the main character, like a, like a, a cool parole. He'll be like, ah, oh, well, I was reading the newspaper and this article reminded me of something from seven years ago. And you're like, we have not seen this newspaper. We have no idea about this article you're talking about, but yet that's what he used to solve the mystery. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and your handlebar mustache. <laughs> and with I'm going to ma- watch the next movie anyway. <laughs> with, your, with your imaginary fucking um, um, article. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it is very common. And you're like, that's not fair at all right yeah <laughs> you know um let me ask you this what what did you think about the action sequences i can't even lie w- watching her fight linthorn was really really cool oh, i yeah. I, lo- I love that and then the one thing i liked 
Because this movie tried to do a little bit of everything. You try to be a mystery, try to have some action, try to appeal to the young adults, try to have breaking the fourth wall, try to have humor. Um, one thing that did, which I was kind of impressed, because I, I don't think I've seen something like this, was she's fighting with Lynn Thorne in the in the room, and he stabs so on the tr- her. On the train or on the in the in the fireworks no, in the, factory. Um, in the fireworks factory. factory. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he stabs her, and they went to black for like about maybe about three seconds, five seconds, mm-hmm. and then it came back up. And I'm like. I like that. That was yeah. really cool because you were like, holy shit. And then obviously, you know, she wasn't dead because, you know, she had found someone to protect herself. But I liked that mechanism. But the fighting itself was great. I, oh, I thought it was. Yeah, I'm so sorry, I, I, I knew that was at some point she was going to get stabbed because they they foreshadow a lot of the things. Because when she goes, yeah. oh, bone, cor- uh, bone corset, this will be coming handy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That. Well, they, they, I mean, they, they didn't foreshadow, man. They, they just threw black paint over things. <laughs> they were like, this object right here will be handy later pay on. Attention, uh, and again, pay attention. Yeah. And again, like I said, I get it for young adult type stuff, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, the mystery part of me is like, I don't want help, <laughs> you know, and the, the, um, the, uh, and it. But the uh, grappling move that she was trying to master, I knew it at the very mm-hmm. end. I'm like, oh, okay. Of course. Here comes. Of course. Here comes. That she was telegraphed. It's, it's again, it's, it's their foreshadowing. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's that move that you can never perfect. Well, I mean, she's going to perfect it at some point. Uh, you know, but no, the way I it landed you... was weird, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I was like, wait, so she does that move, and his head gets embedded in a freaking stone statue. Okay, and remind me of that in one more second. Um, to okay. go back to your question, I really did enjoy the action sequences a lot. Actually, they were they were a lot of fun. Um, I that is something I could imagine that if I was um, still a teenager and not just twenty six or twenty seven, as we've established several times. Um, if I was still a teenager, um, I would have been very engrossed. Uh, in those scenes, and I and I would have been like, like you know, leaning forward, watching most of those fight scenes, uh, you know, with with just like, oh my god, oh my god, kind of a feel to them and stuff like that. So I thought they did a really, really good job. Um, Definitely. But now that was the thing that when you're talking about the move um, that she uses on Linthorn, and he hits his head, and you know, he he, he snaps like pretzels, like he's 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 Robin uh, <laughs> getting his neck snap. Oh wow! <laughs> but uh. I had a problem with that. I, at first, I thought they were going to realize their error when he coughed and she went over to him and she's like, you know, like, who who sent you kind of a thing. Because that's when you realize she literally never, I mean, think about it. And, and Ralph, I think Ralph was a little bit kinder. She never figured out the mystery, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, literally the woman's walking down the hallway, picking up a gun, and that's when she's like, Oh yeah, it's you. It's like, yeah, that's that's not really figuring it out. That's just called the person just confessed. Um, but <laughs> I thought they were going to realize their their to for what for me is an error of their way and have like the guy when he started coughing, um, be like, okay, cool, she's taking him down. He's gonna he's seriously injured, or whatever. But when he died, I'm like, okay, you do understand that on this film, she's the only person that's killed anybody. Murder. Even Linthorn. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like. Okay, that's not what I need from my Sherlock Holmes. I'm not saying the Sherlock Holmes does not kill or has not. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm like, first of all, she's 16 years old. <laughs> you know, this is for young adults. She, like I said, they could have just had a hit on the head. Yes, it's painful looking. He he grogs. He's groggy and gets ca- taken away at the end, but still alive. That would have been just fine. I don't know what made them feel that she needed to have killed him. I, I thought that right. was way over the top for this type of mystery for the audience. It was. I, I thought. It was completely inappropriate, you know, to a film that was risky, yes, but it's like, it's a kid mystery. People don't die in kid mysteries. That's why they're kid mysteries. When people die, they're adult mysteries, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, if, if Scooby had people die, Scooby yeah. would be like... By, by no, by seriously, all. could you imagine? Could you imagine if in like, in like one of the Scooby-Doo things in one of the traps someone died <laughs> because it snapped their neck because it, it, it dragged them along the ground? Like, you would just be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Now that, yeah, Scooby <laughs> would be like, whoa. Now, now that you say that, I wouldn't mind watching a darker, grittier Scooby-Doo. They tried it already. Don't, don't. They tried it already in the comic books. I don't so. know, Raggy. It looked like his head chopped off. No. Raggy, well, Raggy oh. he knows too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so I, I did I definitely had a problem with that. Like that 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 surprised that actually surprised me in the film is when he died. I was like, You've got to be kidding me. 
And then I'm like, I'm like, and it's not not that it would have justified it, but I'm like, she's the only one that's killed somebody in this film. Like as far as visually, I'm not talking okay. about the fact that the the, off, the off head screen, was murdered yeah. off screen. I'm like, she's even Linthorne hasn't killed anybody on screen, <laughs> and he's a killer. He tried. Right? He's a killer. He tried. He tried, but you know that's why the hero upends and you know anyhow. I, so yeah, I, I did have a problem with models, that. but it doesn't happen. It doesn't make me successful. <laughs> well, it's because you're doing it all wrong. You have to follow. I've, you have to follow my method. It works 100% of the time. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> it has a 100% non-success rate. It is, it's completely efficient. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask one more question before we go into wrapping it up and doing ratings and, and renaming and all that stuff. Um, were you surprised at the end that the mother returned? No. No. I saw that coming. They're setting up for, for a sequel. I mean, that just goes without mm-hmm. saying. And there's nothing wrong with that, but, you know. You know, I mean, like was... and, also, and also the film was like, hey, what was the purpose of this film again? Oh, yeah. To find her. <laughs> That's yeah. what kind of bothered me. I was like, okay, all that shit. And where's mom? Oh, mom just shows up and... <laughs> oh, by the way, here I am. And, oh, am I going to apologize for leaving you? Nope. nope. <laughs> I'm well, like, the, is this no, a no, she, thing? No, she, she apologized. She said, I'm sorry twice. But she, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a really good apology. It was like, hey, I'm sorry. I mean, she, she did say, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't leave you because I loved you. I loved you because you were in danger. You would have been in danger, but I would have said, like, well, "Fuck you, mom." <laughs> so you left me. You left me because I would have been in danger. So you left me alone in a house where everybody knew where you lived with the Dicky brother, <laughs> with the Dickiest well, brother. Well, he had to show up later. Right now, you left me alone in a house without knowledge that anything dangerous could be happening in a house where whoever's looking for you knows you live. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the worst parent, Mama Holmes or oh, fucking my- Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne and, and and Reed Richards are like, yeah, yeah, look at what she's doing. <laughs> We're not that bad. The, the the other thing too is like when you really think about it, Anola kind of fucked up her plans as well. Because yeah. when she when when all those uh explosives go off at the fireworks factory, that was the her her plan to to shake things yeah. up. So she she fucked over her plan. So the mother was probably going over there to like give her a slap or something it was like Look what you did. You fucked up my plan. I was going to change the world, or at least not the world, but just England. And now I got to right. think of a new plan. Same thing back then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's start wrapping this bad boy up. Let's talk about it. Do we want to talk about before we go into renaming? I got it all. Okay. Probably. Good. Yep. Let us proceed. Right. Let's do it. Renaming the movie. Ralph, do you need time? Yeah, you can go first. I know how you like going first. Uh, no, 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 no. You you like when I go first. It buys you time to fucking think off the top of your head. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call it. I I really didn't feel like it was all about Enola Holmes. I felt like it was like a like a, like a a family piece. So I'm going to call it There's No Place Like Holmes. Ralph. Ah, that's so cool. Uh, I'm going to call it The Holmes featuring Enola. Ooh. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Wow. I wonder where he got that idea from. Yeah, right? That's why Ralph should go first. Mike? Uh, Enola Holmes and the simple case that even Encyclopedia Brown laughed at. <laughs> wow. He said the butler the, did the only, other one, the only other one would have been Enola Holmes helps Sherlock Holmes find acting classes. <laughs> the find the failed mystery. Wow. All right, let's go into it. Ratings for Enola Holmes. Wow. I give Enola Holmes uh, 7 out of 10. Wait, she said my chrysanthemums. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to try to say that plant. I always fuck it up. So <laughs> it, 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 he just he goes to say chrysanthemums like Mjolnir. What? He, how can he say it? He says it properly now. He actually says it properly now. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow, meow. If he goes to say Mjolnir, then he'll probably say Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> so I'm going to give Enola Holmes six and a half stars and garters used correctly. Yes. Out of ten. I was. Out of ten. But the beast says it the best, though. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually enjoyed it a little bit more. Like I said, I, as much as I cut it down, I still had fun with it. Um, but I, I give it a rating with a question that must be answered at some point. I give it a seven and a half. How many boys are running around Victorian London dressed as posh girls out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's got to be all these guys that are like, 
yeah, I'm not quite sure. Why are you coming home in that dress? <laughs> you know. And also, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, these people are. They're not even lower class. They're they're bordering on the poorish line. You know, they're they're getting there. I'm like, people weren't wearing that much underwear back in those days. I'm like, I'm like this is just. <laughs> She's like, give me those clothes. I'm like, yeah. I'll give you money for your clothes. <laughs> All right. Down, so there you have it, Anola Holmes. Does she rank better than Sherlock Holmes? No. Is she better than her dickish brother? Probably not. Does even Mama Holmes get some play? Maybe. We'll see about the sequel. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. Geeks on the go. Now with more Holmes. Now more what? Now I haven't heard you in a while. What'd you say? Holmes. Now with more Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. Now more Holmes. Now more Holmes. <laughs> All right, all right, everybody. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we and he just lied to you about both things. But go on. Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> even if we don't get, even if we don't get it under a minute, I'm very curious to the answer to these questions. But we'll try. Even though I already know how these haters do. Are we ready? Ready. Yep. All right. Ready. Drink a hater aid. Okay. There we go. Oh, please. You have, the, you have an IV of that shit. Shut up. Ready, set, go. DC has Batman as their greatest detective. Who is the closest thing to the greatest detective for Marvel? Mike. Howard the Duck. Well, actually, Hannibal King. And yes, collectively, everyone out there said who? <laughs> All right. Ralph. Um, Spider-Man? Wow. I thought someone was going to read Richards. All right. Um... <laughs> Rank Reed these Richards, Sherlock Holmes. Shut up. Rank these Sherlock Holmes from worst to first. Cumberbatch, RDJ, the mouse from the Great Mouse Detective, and Henry Cavill. Ralph. Um, RDJ, the mouse from the Great Mouse Detective, and Cumberbatch. Henry Cavill should not be on that list because he didn't really have much of an opportunity to show off his Sherlock skills. Mike, you're uh, trying to make me say something I don't want to say. Just reverse the order and you have my answer. Cavill, Mouse, RDJ, Cumberbatch. All right. And which series or movie should be rebooted? Creepshow, Tales from the Dark Side, or Tales from the Crypt? Mike. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. The Crypt Keeper's puns are almost as good as mine, but the Creepshow already has a TV series on Shudder. Oh, I forgot. Wait, it does? Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Um, Ralph. Um, I would have to defer my answer to the expert, Mike the Finance Guy, for I... Uh. Never seen any one of those shows. You've oh. never seen um, Tales from the Dark Side? Oh, this, Tales from the Dark Side is like late 80s, right? Well, yeah, and they had movies, but they had a movie. But you've never seen any of the Tales from the Crypt movies? Bordello of Blood? Um, Demon Knight? With uh, uh, whatever her face is that married uh, Will Smith? I, I can... Jada, Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah. I can grab you my birth certificate so you can see. It says, born in 88. These movies came out after that. Yeah. And how old would I have been to see these movies? Oh, I don't know. I'm younger than you. I wouldn't have been born oh, okay. yet. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> all right, all right. I forgot right. you were born in the 90s, you freaking millennial. All right. What That's lies? Right. What lies? All right. Shout out. Let's go for shout outs. Anybody have any shout outs for this week, gentlemen? I would like to shout out me because, you know, every once in a while, you just got to give yourself some love. So keep up the good work. I like what you're doing. And I'll see you next week. All right. Mikey? I am going to just shout out to everyone that actually knows that I'm only 27. You, all of you millions know who you are. Um, I'd also like to shout out uh, Henry Cavill, who, whether he likes it or not, will never be able to find me because, well, you know, he's not that great of a detective, is he? Uh, <laughs> I think I hear a knock he showed, at your door. Yeah, but when he when I open the door, I'm going to be like, are you angry, happy? Do you have gap? What, what expression is that? Wow. <laughs> Shout out I've to seen more expression. I've Cavill. seen more expression from from Michael Myers' plastic mask. <laughs> Dang. Oh <my> God. <laughs> that we all learned from that meme. You put a wig on it, looks like Mariah Carey. <laughs> that was hilarious, by that, the way. I was like, that wow, was freaky as hell. And, and also, the <laughs> isn't the Michael Myers mask just a, a melted down screen mask? Uh, no, the original Michael Myers mask. I forget how many movies they were able to use it for before things got tricky. Um, was actually uh, William Shatner. It was a William Shatner oh, mask right. for Halloween. Yeah. They spray painted white, but that hasn't been used in many years because you know he's going to sue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my lawyers on this. 
<laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Um, I'm going to shout out the usual suspects, Tinkerbell, who's still listening. Every time Tinkerbell tells me she's listening, I'm like, really? You're listening? Like, <laughs> like, like consecutively what? in a row way to promote the show all right well i gotta say really just, just be like thank you well i expect i expect people to talk about when, when, they, when they watch the show they talk about it I, like she'll talk to me about everything else and i'm like and the show oh yeah the show's good but so i gotta mention it to you for us to talk about it shit <laughs> um shout, shout out to team tip let's see if team tip listens to this one I'm not sure if they would because i don't think enola holmes would be in there in their um wheel in their um what do you call it Wheelhouse? In the wheelhouse, thank you. Um, well, it doesn't matter because they should just be listening for our wonderful humor and antics. That's right. And because they love me. And no, I relate to all the 26-year-olds. That sounded like a mini tantrum, Mike. Just it saying. was. It, I, I heard it. I definitely heard it. <laughs> well, you know how well, fickle we young people are. He, yeah. Well. He needs to, it's, it's a little bit past his bedtime and, and he needs to get his bottle. True. <laughs> oh wow okay I, I have so many jokes for that but I'm just going to leave it for closing out the show and I'll tell them after the podcast so Ooh, um, meanwhile 22 after dark, after dark. Ooh, that's when the party <laughs> happens in the meantime for MMG Mike the finance guy and RT Square Ralph Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky see you next time guys see you next time